0: Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo, conversations about life, beauty, and magic, because talking
1: it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Jordan How do you feel when I say the words time and money abundance? So I guess when I think of like time and money
0: abundance, um, I sort of think about just I really I think more of like time and money scarcity, which is I think what more people feel like more or less. I think that everybody's always talking about how busy and broke they are. And so (laughs) that's sort of the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, And I guess abundance would be the opposite. So those people who seem like they're doing it all and, you know, having it all.
1: But when people seem like they're doing it all, does it seem like they have a lot of time to you? Sometimes I feel like if
0: somebody seems like they're really on top of their time, it does seem like they manage to have vacation and good family life. And but I think I think always with time, there's probably a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, if you work full time. You're not a full time mom, you know, things like that. So it's like, of course, you're there's a sacrifice there in some way, you know, no matter
1: what, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's interesting that we decided to talk about these two topics like together because, yeah, you can always make more money, but we can't print more time. That's true. So that's the thing that I'm like, they're actually kind of different. Yeah, that's true. Like it feels finite.
0: Although I will say if you ever like struggle with like scarcity and the money mindset, like you can also, it can feel pretty like limiting. I think both the issue with both is that if you don't have enough of either, it's a very limiting feeling.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 I understand that. And it's like the reason why we decided to talk about them together is because some of the things that the, some of the practices and thoughts around one can apply to the other. Right. Right. So like, yeah, always feeling like you're super, super busy or always feeling like you're broke. Sometimes the things to get you out of that work for either. Right. Well, it's a, it's management. You have to Mm
0: -hmm. manage your time wisely and manage your money wisely. And you know, that can mean a lot of different things for different people, depending on what your needs are. But there has to be a level of consideration, I think, for either.
1: So do you have any kind of common phrases or um, words or things that you say around time and money or that you've found yourself saying or have said in the past, like money doesn't grow on trees? I mean, I think the natural, I think like I feel most annoyed, but I think I probably participate
0: in the most is the whole, I'm so busy, mm-hmm. you know, you're so busy. I'm so busy. It's like, who the heck's not busy, you know? Um, but I have like friends who that's the first, hi, how are you? Oh, just so busy. And I wish we could get out of the habit of doing that because it just, it's just, it's so negative and it's so it's just so um, who's not busy? I guess I'm trying to realize like who's who's has all this free time to do whatever they want and not have to work or do anything. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah. So I mean, since you're a hairstylist, people come and sit in your chair, and you have a lot of like chit chat conversations right. with clients. And so I'm sure that's something that you encounter maybe on a well definitely on a more regular basis than I do, which is yeah. just like the like the small catch, talk, the small talk, the it's catch a small up conversation talk yeah. for people to
0: talk about how busy they are, breaks the ice.
1: Yeah. But it's also
0: like, well, who's not? So it's sort of like, you know. Well, what
1: would be the opposite if we were just like chatting and you were like, hey, Kayleen, how are you? And I was like, actually, I'm amazing. Like Like a real
0: answer, I think. I think that's what I'm like looking for is like, I don't love small talk in general anyway. So I think I'm always trying to like uh, shy away from that. So Mm -hmm. I'm always kind of like, you know, I move away from how are you pretty quickly and into like asking pinpointed questions about what I know they were doing in their lives, like especially at work. But that's good. But I think that it's just this, it's like by nature, when you're an adult, you're busy. It's like, nobody's going to come in and be like, oh, I just have done nothing with my time. I don't know. We have all these like weird thoughts about hours in a day, but then it's like, if you really look at your hours in a day and you divide them out and kind of, you know, batch your time or figure out where your time's going, all of a sudden you'll see like you have more time than you think. Mm -hmm. Typically.
1: Yeah. I read a good book. I didn't even like think about it until you just said that, but I read a good book a while back called um, 168 Hours, and it's all about that, how instead of looking at how you have 24 hours in a day, like look at how you have 168 hours during a week. Mm -hmm. And if there's like different things that you want to pursue, like you could really make an impact on that pursuit with 30 minutes in a week over the span of five years. Yeah. And so there's things like that where I know for me, when it comes to time specifically, I'll sometimes get wrapped up in like, oh, well, I only have 20 minutes or I only have 30 minutes. And then I get like paralyzed by, well, what should I do? Do. and like for me like I've always wanted to have like a more restful vibe and like some I want to like take more pauses but when and 20 minutes is like a perfect amount of time to pause but I very rarely have the presence of mind to be like oh well that's your opportunity instead I'm like well I can just watch housewives for yeah. 20 minutes <laughs> and that isn't restful at all to most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I guess it if it's really mindful, if like, I'm really making the active choice of like, I'm going to get a glass of wine. I'm going to sit down with a magazine and I'm going to put on housewives. That's like a really different experience. And like, I don't know what to do with my time. And so I'm just going to like, by default, waste my time watching housewives. Like there, I get to- totally different things out of those two I, circumstances. I think the thing that I
0: think a lot about, it's like in, in the same kind of idea of how time works, it's, I can spend so much time cleaning because like I'll clean mm-hmm. our house and I'm like, I require like this full day to do it. And Nathan's always like, why do you need this much time? Like, what is this? Like, why does it take so long? There's something about it. It's like every little portion has to be done this like one certain way. I mean, that's OCD. But, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> don't you think But that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's OCD. But I, but I also like, it does take me a long time but then there's this thing called like Swedish death cleaning that I was watching about on YouTube and I don't really quite even know what it is but it's like this idea that you do everything like super quickly and it's like you get it all done and then all of a sudden it's like somebody's coming over and that's done it's yeah. weird how you can like the things that take you eight hours suddenly take you you know 45 minutes if you chip out a Oh, like, chip at it, like, over... No, this is, like, oh. this thing where you do it all at once, but it's, like, that... It, it's sort of, like, my house will be a mess. And then somebody tells me, like, oh, so-and-so's... Com-. Nathan will be, like, oh, so-and-so's gonna drop by. And all of a sudden, he's, like, you've cleaned like you'd never cleaned before, and it's, like, took you 45 minutes. And I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. I...
1: I you know, it usually takes me eight hours to do the same thing. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but time is weird like that. Okay. Yes. So that you're talking about like the flexibility of time. That's something I'm super fascinated by. So there's like, I mean, if I was like Googling Einstein time in preparation for this episode, but yeah, I mean, time isn't finite and your perception of time and my perception of time are different. And when you're moving, you actually can like Bend time, so like they take like atomic clocks on like airplanes and stuff, and like test these things. You can watch it on YouTube if you're interested. I'll be doing that later. Yeah, because it's like (laughs) it's very fascinating that you know it's just not this linear thing that we're taught to believe. And yes, like you and I can agree that like we're gonna meet at 8 a.m., but like how we get there is it could be very different. Like you can have like a magical experience where all the lights turn green and all of a sudden you have more time or you can like just have the opposite. And so time is really tricky like that. I know we've talked about Kate Northrup in past episodes, but I was listening to her audiobook Love, called Money, A Love Story. Mm -hmm. And so it's a finance book, but she also has some really interesting videos on Instagram, I think on YouTube, about time and time bending. So she's like, in this space Mm -hmm. of finding abundance and incorporating abundance in these areas that feel very scarce from time to time. Um, And so when she talks about time bending, it's really like setting the intention that you're going to have enough time. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I asked you about like the phrases we in our house, my husband and I, often say like, well, we're not going to have a ton of time. That is something that we say all the time. And I'm like, so over it. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, every time we say it, I'm like, Argh. like, no, because you have as much time as you have. Yeah. Like it And, and saying that we're not going to have a ton of time doesn't give us more time. It just makes us more stressed and like, it makes us more rushed. Yeah. And, and I guess that's, that's what I think is so strange about, I mean, the culture that we have
0: of always talking about our scarcity in time and money. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny, like you know, I just think it's funny. That's what people lead with a lot of times when you're meeting them to say, Hey, how are you? And it's like, I just have no, you know, I'm so busy. I have no time because like, what if I were like, Hey, how are you? And they're like, I'm just so broke. I have no money. Who <laughs> yeah. would say that? You know, I but think people, some people do. people do, I mean, yeah. I, you see memes on the internet, like spent my last da, 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 Sephora, like, you know, yeah. we've all been there. I've been there, but yes. like, I still think it's just an interesting thing because I think people, like leading with what you don't have leading with what you don't have and i think i think by nature people are like more money is a weird topic like it really does do a lot like The currency of money as an energy is so bizarre. Like it does, it makes people clam up. It makes people feel so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whether they have it or they don't, like we all have these weird money blocks and every single person has them like Mm -hmm. these weird money mindsets and it can, you have them. If you've had money your whole life, you have them. If you've never had money, you have them. If you've gone through the gamut, like you you have these hangups. And it's part of being human. It's part of being human. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's part of it is like people who are like, well, I don't care about money. Well, you need it. So, you know, or like if you live in yeah. Western society, like you probably need the money. right? So, you know, maybe you don't care about it, but maybe that's your block. Like, it's just so interesting. The things we tell ourselves about money and the way people react about it. I know that like last year on Instagram, for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to do a frugal February and I'm going to talk about it. You yeah. know, I just felt compelled to. And I have never been interactive more with on social media like I thought it was so bizarre how many people were like coming out of the woodworks to to say how they felt you know like oh I relate to this or oh my gosh you should read this or like oh I'm so glad you're doing this I'm gonna do it too it was like so interesting and then even for months after in the salon people would come in and be like how like I I had somebody who maybe like two months ago was like how was frugal February I'm like girl it's like July (laughs) you know (laughs) or like June but um
1: but it's so funny that people um people were really interested in that. And what kind of like interactions were you getting? Were people like wanting to do it themselves? A lot of people were doing it with me. So a lot of people were doing it with me, which which I've never had before. I thought that was
0: so interesting. And it also helped me. It was very much like accountability. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people were also like, I'm so glad you're talking about this. Right. I'm so glad you're saying this. And I have, I had resources of people who I've looked up to and that helps inspire me to do something like a frugal February. Like, this isn't my concept. This isn't something that like sure. I'm, you know, coming yeah. up with. It's like, I'm following somebody else's plan, but I think just somebody, people knowing me, like, cause these were more people I knew, mm-hmm. um, either clients or friends or like family. And they were people who were like, I'm going to do this too. Like, who do you, who do you watch? Like, who do you, you know, read about? Like, it just was interesting because it's some—it's one of these things that's like I don't necessarily know people's fi- – you don't know people's financial situations really. Like,
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why it's like a very uncomfortable topic is because one, like we don't all feel like we have like the information and access that we need to be like well-versed in finance. Like finance feels like this like behemoth – Uh, that you can't, like, tap into. And then people don't talk about it. And then you also don't ever know... Like, you can see how somebody lives, but with credit and everything else, like, in whatever. Like, you have no idea. Family money, whatever. Like, you just don't know people's, like, actual bank accounts. But, like, what would that do anyway? Like, what would that give you? What would that knowledge give you? Like, it doesn't... It's such a personal thing, like, what people decide to do with their money.
0: Yeah, but I think there's also, like to speak to the credit stuff and all that, there's sort of like that keeping up with the Joneses mentality that I think, and I think for the last, like, I've always, I've loved YouTube since it's basically its incarnation. Like when it was just silly videos back in like 2005, I loved it. Mm -hmm. And then it moved into these like people kind of sharing different things and techniques and stuff. And it became, you know, especially as somebody who's like into beauty, it became this like hustle to own everything. Like this whole, you know, it's like a... A, these people are getting paid. This is advertisements, you right. know.
1: With like, especially as it was like coming up, like now it's like very clear when things now, are sponsored. But well, what do they it was have like, to tell you? I mean, yeah, well, that's true <laughs> but, also. But I think when it when they were when first was coming, coming up, up, yeah, it wasn't like that. No, you and, didn't know. And it was also like
0: all these products are coming out, and they just it's like now Christmas stuff comes out in August. Like it's like very much like this bi culture. Or it has been this bi culture. Yeah. And I've watched you know a lot of these people for years. I've been subscribed to them, different makeup artists and people who are just reviewing products and different things and you know it's fascinating to me because like part of this is my job Mm -hmm. and you know it's been interesting to watch this kind of pendulum swing in the last year as it kind of as it is one to do when you have when you're one extreme to another and now this there's this huge movement of like every video in the last year, every single major channel has done a huge makeup declutter. And I can only assume it's because they're like drowning and stuff, you know, which these topics are sort of relevant to other episodes we're doing. But I think that, you know, when you think of the finances of it, I look at like how much money I spent on makeup or, you know, things like that. And you know, it's daunting a little bit to be like, oh, and it part of that is like keeping up with the Joneses of the buy culture. And, yeah.
1: and once you see somebody like a lot of times, I think for me, when I'm like shopping online, one of the things that stops me from buying is like, well, I can't try it in person because I'm online. There's a yeah. barrier there. And the thing that also can happen is you can talk yourself out of something once you start like playing with something in the store and you're like, oh, that's not my color or whatever. But when you're shopping online, like you don't have that opportunity. But when you see somebody testing it or like, like, like doing a demo or whatever, then you're like, oh, I want to be able to look like her. I want to be able to do what she's doing. And so it can like, it's a very it gives you that sense of like shopping with a friend that you're like, Oh, I want to be like you. And then you can like well, get down the rabbit hole. It's like when hole. somebody's also, you
0: know, I've had so many times where people are like, Oh, I bought things because you, re- you recommended them to me in your chair. And when yeah. you're enthusiastic about something, it makes other people enthusiastic about it. Um, I only buy her stuff
1: that you tell me I can
0: buy. <laughs> so but as I said, like, but even I'll talk about makeup or something. Somebody's like, Oh, I yeah. bought it. And yeah. there is this sort of like, well, that, I see your enthusiasm and it makes me want to match that enthusiasm. And I think people yeah. do that with all sorts of things. Like, you know, I'm not super into cars. I drive, like, I caught my jalopy, like, you know, and it's like, I'll probably drive it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> but I think like, you know, there's like a level of people who, who have certain cars for status and all these things. And we don't know their financials, but like, I know that like, you know, anytime I've had any sense, any bit of, credit card debt or anything, like even the smallest amount, it does feel not good. It's like this, this feeling of owing.
1: And I think people get into it and then they, it's like almost like, how do they get out of it? Well, yeah, there's a very, I mean, we're living in a time now where so many people have debt from school right? and credit cards. I mean, when I was in college, it was like very, very easy to get credit cards. And I didn't learn it. I was not taught from my parents or any other adults, like what that meant and what interest was or anything. And so it was like, I got a free t-shirt if I sign up for this credit card. Oh my gosh, And yes. then I had, and I was on scholarship. So I, school was being paid for, but I didn't have any extra cash. Like so, and I wasn't allowed to work cause I was swimming on a scholarship. So I was in this really weird thing where like I hadn't thought of it. I guess my parents hadn't thought of it. And again, no advisor or anybody was like, hey, like if you want to buy or do anything, you're going to need to come up with that money somehow. Yeah, and it, so I was just like racking t- up I mean, credit card debt.
0: Finance should be a class that is taught in high school.
1: Yeah. Like it should. Yeah. I, I don't really understand. Well, like- I really hope that like with the amount of internet access and all of that, that people have now, I really hope that there's like some sliver of information that's like trickling down. And, and I mean like the financial crisis that we've been through. Like I really hope that like the up and coming generations are gaining access to I mean, I know there's like a lot of like bi culture and all of that also right, right. that they're having a lot more access to. Yeah. Um. But I really hope that there's like some way that some of this can get passed down. I mean, I have younger sisters and I've like had that conversation with my dad of like, we didn't, you and I didn't talk about this. Like, I really hope that when the girls are older and like heading off to college, you have a conversation with them about like what this debt will mean for them long-term. Because right. on the flip side, also the same is like in, um, investing and like saving for retirement, like the earlier you do it, the more you're accustomed to it, Oh yeah, the better it is for you long-term. And so, it, you know, it's just like, it's like brushing your teeth or anything else. Like if you're able to establish like a tiny habit, it can have like really long standing returns. But it's
0: hard for, it's, a, those are hard concepts, like the totally. the, con- the concept of compound interest might as well be time travel. It might as well be yes. what you're just talking about yes. with bending time. That, I, I because think it, is, it is. It is literally that. I just got strange goosebumps. I got like, goosebumps. It, I think that actually <laughs> is what it is. Like
1: I think they is. are the same thing. It is. Yeah. It is the same
0: thing. And so right. it's like very hard. That's a very, it is a difficult concept to grasp. Well, yeah, So even it's like I've a read, fourth dimension. Yeah, like it doesn't. i read 40 finance books. It doesn't, like yeah. I, I know what to do, but I don't still really understand why I'm doing it. Like why that works the way it does.
1: Are you exaggerating when you say that you've read no, 40 I'm exa- books? I'm an
0: exaggerator by nature, but I no, too. I've read probably like, I know this year I've read four, I've, I've read quite a bit of finance books, but wow. like I've, sometimes they're more woo woo, like truly. Like I read this one called, um, get rich, lucky bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: It's like so funny. It's truly just like about manifesting, but I really like uh, the girl that writes that's hilarious. Or like you're a badass with money. Oh, um, I've heard that. That's was a good. Gr- it's a great one. It. it really has nothing to do with like learning about how to handle your finances, but it has okay. to do with your money blocks and unblocking them, and really getting clear on like if you grew up with money, do you feel guilty for having it? Like, do you feel right. if you ha- d- did not grow up with money, do you feel like it's just not something that will ever exist for you? And we hold these ideas in our head. Mm-hmm because of the way Mm -hmm. we're conditioned by our... And so much of it is familial. I mean... I I know that it's familial. Like it comes from... Well, that's
1: your immediate sphere of influence when you're very young. Yes, and
0: because it's not such an open subject and it's not something taught in high school and it's not something everybody's aware of, you only really ever have as much awareness as your parents have. Yeah,
1: because like when you're like best friends with your like fourth grade best friend, you're not like sitting down and like learning about their family's finance. Like you're like getting access to this information in a very like disjointed way. It's something that typically I think, at least in the like the way that I was raised up, it wasn't something that like was four kids, like it, right. really, it was an adult conversation. We're having an adult conversation.
0: Yes, but then it's like you know when somebody's eighteen years old signing up for all this student debt, <laughs> uh, you're yeah. still a child. Like, yeah. and now you and have, now you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. I mean, I love this girl on YouTube, and I watch her channel now. And her name is Aja Dang. and she actually she has a podcast too. But she she basically came out on YouTube like a couple years ago and was like, I have one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in student debt. I am living like paycheck to paycheck, this is my life Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I have to budget. I've got to change my life. And so she like went through, like, I think just putting it out there was this amazing thing to do because it really like, it, it held her to the grindstone of having to change. And she's, I think she will end her, her debt will be gone. By the end of this year. Good for her. Um, And it's like been this really cool thing to watch. So her videos are great and just content about like spending less money on certain things and doing free things for fun. But you know, it's also just so interesting to watch
1: because like a student debt isn't something I ever, ever had. So I didn't ever deal with that. That's really, it's really uncommon for two of us to be sitting here and not have that experience. It it is. It's really, I would say like the majority of our peers in a partnership, especially like if you've got two adults, like somebody's coming into it with a significant amount of debt. Um, people who just got one degree or no degree, and then people who get multiple degrees, like any across the spectrum, like people have student debt now and it's a real problem. I just,
0: it would feel so crushing. And also Mm -hmm. how basically you have to pay back all this money you spent on this education that like you just hope, Pace. I know. Like I don't know. It's so it's so daunting to me. Yes. Like the idea of it. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that I don't value school, you know, or schooling. But I just think it's insane.
1: Well, and again, it's like something that like were we really taught? Like it's 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 just it's a hard. I think it's a challenging lesson to learn the value of things and the value of time. And and our inter each individual person's interpretation of like the value of time and the value of money is going to be different. And then how do we learn how to grow that value and that that perception of it so that it really serves us in the long run and maybe it's a thing that takes a lifetime. Yeah. Um I'm not sure but yeah it's really interesting to think about just like the landscape of the country like where we are right now and like that relation to debt and then also for us to talk about like well so what mantras and crystals do you use to manifest money? <laughs> yeah. Like it's a little I don't know it's it's very interesting that that's under the same topic. Well we've talked before about how a lot of times people
0: end up in the woo circle or woo community or having woo practices out of like a desperation for money. I mean, yeah. you know, I've, t- I've talked about how like I had money crystals when I first started my career as an apprentice. I talked about how your mom's money, my candle. mom's money candle. <laughs> I've talked about the full moon filler up, which those are all rituals related to money. And those are the ones that I have found to be the most palatable amongst people who are not typically woo. And I think it's interesting because it's sort of who doesn't want more money.
1: Yeah. And maybe, I mean, so if you believe in manifestation and if you believe, which you could make an argument that you don't have to believe in it for it to be true, the law of attraction is a law, right? So let's say that we're of that, we believe that. So if these, like if more woo practices make you feel better, feeling better is one of the first steps to like manifesting a life that feels better. Like, so if it can bring you just a little bit out of your like brain rut and story rut about time or money that like now you're sitting with this crystal and setting an intention. Well, one, you're probably like doing some form of meditation to do that. Yes, yes. You're slowing down your brain. You're like out of that like frenzied mindset that so many of us are in when it comes to time or money or both. Well, I think anywhere your are I
0: mean, my whole theory behind it is like where your intention... What is it? Where your intention goes, energy flows, something like Mm, that. Well, yeah, that may have just made that up because I don't know if that's how you say it. It's definitely an iteration of something (laughs) somebody says. (laughs) Oh, it is. (laughs) But, um, you know, I think it's sort of like where you focus that if you focus your attention on changing something, even if it's just as silly as like, this is my, you know, money crystal. And I'm going to think about it right now. Like you're obviously moving in that direction mindset wise mm-hmm. immediately of just putting your focuses there. So maybe you're checking your bank account more and maybe you're
1: making sure you don't overspend or trying to be a little bit more cautious of that mm-hmm. budgeting. Yeah. And money, a love story, Kate Northrop talks about that. And I feel like that book is like a really nice blend of woo and practical. Like she gives some really like just straight up advice on like, these are the things that you could do to like improve. Improve your money relationship. I will say that if you're going to read the book, I would read it instead of an audiobook because it's one of those books, which I don't always love that tells you to do stuff mm. while you're reading. And I'm like, book. I just want to read. I don't want to like stop and write in my journal and stuff. So she says like many times in the audiobook, if you're just listening to this, you're not going to get the benefit that you want. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Kate, I'm just going to keep listening because I'm not busting out my journal right yeah. now. But it's still like, I think it's something that I would revisit. And it's definitely making me want to take a more active role in my financial life, which I have kind of been like leaning back on mm-hmm. in the last few years of like, first it was, I quit my full-time job and decided that we were, I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I had worked, I had a career, mm-hmm. I was making an income. And then I just was like, well, I'm not the one making money anymore. And I sort of like, like cut off that limb. Like as if it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. But, which it does. Of course. Mm-hmm. And and so that has created like a lot of challenges for us in our relationship. My husband and I in our relationship that we didn't even notice. And a lot of, maybe that's a strong word, but it was like he all of a sudden wasn't feeling like I was like appreciating his work or valuing mm-hmm. his work. And yeah, I mean, I just wasn't like money wasn't a thing. Like I was like, well, I'm not making any. I'm just spending it. Like I'm not value. (laughs) Like it was a weird dynamic that I was thinking like, oh, this is just because like I'm in the baby fog and maybe that's right. I mean, we had two babies like under, you know, three year period. So that is like a down period. Like I wasn't earning a ton of money. Well, I wasn't working at all but you are but i was you <laughs> but i wasn't making a yeah. paycheck you know so it's like this whole like weird thing where i had been somebody was like climbing the corporate ladder and earning money and being very proud of it and so i'm kind of like coming back to this and i've like really resonate with what you're saying about like having money blocks and i think yeah a lot of that stuff is from childhood but i oh, think that sure. i've like i have opened some of those wounds in like trying something different and now i'm at a point where i'm like okay I think I want to earn some money again. Like, mm-hmm. I think I want to build a business. What does that look like? And it's like, it makes me nervous even like saying well, that stuff. Well, I, th- I think
0: it's an interesting thing with financial contribution and contribution. Like, the, yeah. like you're contributing to your family. Yes. You are. But yeah. there's, a, there's an energy of money that makes it feel like if you're not contributing financially, that the other partner may have more say-so. I mean, I grew up with this dynamic a lot. Same. Like, where whoever was kind of the top earner in the family had more of the say so more of the control felt more obliged to do what they wanted to. Oh, interesting. Um, And so I've really held on to making money just to keep that dynamic from ever happening because I've been like, it's like a, it's like a, my form of freedom is the idea that I don't want to lose my freedom or have somebody tell me what to do or, you know, decide how my life's going to go because, they control the finances Which is like Okay It's like such
1: a guarded Defensive Even oh, though Oh it's not it, healthy Yeah like, that's my and, block <laughs> And I'm like I'm like But you guys have Such a loving partnership Like you would never Be in that situation Even if it You know Even if something did happen It's a and mistrust that's same, It's a mistrust And it um, isn't with the partner No it, it's, it's from totally, It's from childhood It's from yes. my
0: childhood It's yeah. from my family's You know Dynamics yeah. And so I, I've seen things happen Where I'm like Oh gosh Like if somebody is You know Does this Then they feel like They can do whatever they want In the marriage because you didn't financially contribute, and mm-hmm. I do think there's like ties between. I've heard a lot that there's like ties between love and money, like oh. just in the in terms of the um like the energies, and I think that's a whole nother topic to oh, explore. Yeah. But um,
1: well, what do you mean?
0: Like, like basically, if you're they say like. Lucky in money, lucky in love. Lucky. Uh, there's like
1: these like, yeah, but I think that that speaks to energy. It's the energy. That's of like, that's just like the rising tide. It's and the scarcity. Like Cause yeah. like even my focus of
0: keeping what's mine and making my own and all that, like there's a scarcity energy, which yeah. I'm really trying to work this year. It's like part of one of my things that I'd really like to overcome is like the, the boundaries and the walls that I have up with that kind of taking them down so that it is a more unified front, you know, in my marriage, especially because I think there, there are tricky dynamics and like, you know, that my partner has totally different money mindset.
1: And some of it, I, at least I know, I'm, I'm wondering if you experience this too. Sometimes you're having an experience where you're feeling a certain way and your partner's feeling a different way, but like neither one of you knows how the other person is feeling. And so you're like busting your butt and like hoarding your money and like (laughs) maybe, and you like feel defensive and you're like, I'm growing my own nest egg just in case. Like it's like, it's all this stuff you're doing. (laughs) that like the other person isn't even aware of like 90% of the feelings and the thoughts. And so, yeah. And, and okay. So we started the conversation by saying like, you know, um, people don't really talk about money growing up and I feel like, you're, you're in your own house and like, you're not having those Correct. conversations. Correct, oh, they're the hardest conversations yeah. to have. And it's a yeah. level of intimacy
0: totally. because it's a level of telling somebody that I'm different than you yeah. and we don't see eye to eye on this and we we don't have the same feelings about this. And it is a- How vul- do we come together? It is vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, it is extremely yeah. vulnerable for yeah. me to share those feelings with my husband because yeah. we, we I know that we are so- different on that. And it's hard to have an aligned front when, you know, you have all these hangups and he has different totally different hangups. Right. Um, but I think learning about all the hang-ups, I can see us so clearly. Like the, the, I mentioned the Jensen Sharo book. Um, and that one's great for learning about your hangouts. But actually another one I read recently by Ramit Sethi is I will teach you how to get rich. I believe oh, it's called in money. a love Story." She will teach you how to be rich. She recommends that. Oh book. my gosh. It is so good. He just revised it and did. And so like put out like a new edition that has some like updates. But he, that's the one I was telling you, like where he tells you exactly what bank accounts to open, okay. how to, he talks about like, he calls it your invisible money scripts. And it, this is not a woo woo book, but he does talk about how we have these invisible visible money scripts that keep us where we are sort of like, well, I, I don't have enough money to save. Like that would be great if I were mm-hmm. born, you know, however many years ago, like interest rates are this now, not where do you get a 9% interest rate? You know, he talks yeah. about how people have these concepts that
1: limit them and it's just, and we like pick those up or we just, they were put upon us. Like, it's not like, I think that once we take a a moment or an hour or a year or a lifetime to like pause and be like, well, what do I actually believe? What are the things that I really think and I want to actually say? Like then that that stops those scripts in the track. It's also a point of hearing them. Like yeah. when I listen to a oh, book like this and yeah. it's said
0: back to me, I'm like, oh, that's my script. That's yeah. my script. Oh, there's my script. I see my script. Yeah. And w- learning about those things and like yeah. even Lacey Phillips, you know, she has an unblocked opulence course, which is just a course around like money and your hangups around money and all your shadow stuff and hurt that the whole. Have I, you done that one? Um, I've dabbled in it. I'm. Okay. I, 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 this is such a weird hangup, but um, she has like a Facebook group where people talk about everything they're doing. Yeah. And everybody who's done that said that they like had something happen immediately after that was like a test because she believes in like oh, tests mm-hmm. and they had like a bad test where they like lost a bunch of money really randomly like right after to kind of like test them and so i'm like i don't really want to do that right now i'm not trying to like lose a bunch of money You're <laughs> so, like i'm going to have to schedule that so for a I time this, when yeah, i yeah when i feel really good <laughs> so it's been an interesting like no i have not really delved that far into it i did i've done like the first two and you you do you know, since you're working with your subconscious and that you kind of immediately see things that I'd maybe hadn't seen before, but I think just listening to a book where they're talking about it. But I think part of that is like, everybody should be reading one of these books or like everybody should be exposing themselves to something. Because I think if you only have like your, unless your family's just like so open about it, which there are people that that's true for, like they get to have like an open conversation yeah. about money, but I think it's so rare. Mm-hmm. And so if not, you have to look outside of your home, your family, your friends, like you have to read a book or expose yourself in some way. It can be a YouTube channel. I mean, look,
1: now there's people doing that. Yeah. So yeah, and there's like some great bloggers out there bloggers. who have like, yeah, who have like said what their monthly income was and how they spent every single cent. And that kind of stuff is just so freeing, even not from like a, okay, I'm going to match those exact dollars, but like the process, the process, the process is process. always so like, um, has always been very mystifying to me. Like, okay, well, like how should I keep track of it and how detailed should I, and now there's all of these resources out there. And then that is the thing that becomes like a little overwhelming. Like, oh, there's so many resources. So I think like sometimes like just picking one thing and being like, okay, like that money, a love story book, I'm gonna like. I'm going to start doing some right. of that stuff because it's like it's brought an awareness to me of like, oh, this is something I used to care about that used to exist. And to what you were speaking about earlier, like my one of my coping mechanisms is like to just be very all or nothing. Mm-hmm. So like I was like hardcore and like was in my little money-making life. And now I'm like, well, I am a stay-at-home mom. And so this isn't something... And it just like that was just a part of me that I like shut down. And so now I'm in kind of an in between phase where I'm like waking up those pieces of me again. Yeah. I have a lot of clients who are stay at home moms,
0: but it's interesting because while the husband makes the money, they, Budget
1: it, yeah, and I think that's
0: a good a good I way. Think it's of nice to have participating. Yeah,
1: I think it's still nice to like. Okay, well, in in any partnership, like in the house, like some people find that they function best when like I know you're going to take out the trash and I know I'm going to do the dishes. However, it works, and then some p- partnerships work better where it's like whoever walks past the trash has to take it out, and whoever like finish it, whoever cooks like they do the dishes. Like every partnership's got something different, but I think one sometimes in any area of life, you can kind of like go by default. And anytime you are feeling out of balance, it's good to be like, okay, well, like who's doing what and how can we like come together so that you have things that you feel good about doing. I have things that I feel good about doing. And then we can like come together and make sure. And I think it's funny because in partnership, you know, time works the same way yes. because
0: it's also like, who's doing more that's a lot. that's another one of our like probably oh. things that we talk about or like comes up the most that i would just say. makes me so
1: sick to even like think <laughs> about i'm like yeah and it, again it's all about perception yes it's everybody it feels is. like they're doing more than the other partner like nobody's like Actually, I've been just sitting on the couch doing nothing <laughs> while you did everything. Yeah, yeah. Nobody thinks that. No, no. And it's it's an interesting, like, the division of
0: labor in a household where you have, like, a child or where you have these chores responsibilities. and responsibilities. Um, by Work travel. Work, yeah. yeah. It's like everybody kind of feels like, well, I do this and you do this and, you know, I've done more. And that's an interesting thing because it's also, like, again, shifting your perspective around around it
1: around, around time. time yeah because i mean with time also like well um both of us are working with a business coach right now and we're working with the same business coach her name is abby miller and one of her philosophies is around time pessimism versus time optimism and related to our view of other people's times so partners but also like friends or people we see on the internet like it almost always happens that I feel like somebody else is getting more done than me. Mm -hmm. But that's because we're only seeing like, we're a lot more optimistic about somebody else's time than our time. Right. And we're not seeing like all of the things that they're not getting done. We're just seeing like what they are getting done. And so then we're like, Oh, wow, we feel like they're getting so much more done than us. Yeah. But that isn't actually I don't think that that a is that relevant? Like, does that change anything for you? I mean, and B, is it
0: true? I don't think it's true. I think, well, we all have the same hours in a day. We all have the same hours in a week. I
1: mean, do we? That's the thing. Like if we're, if I, if like, okay. So if somebody like is getting into a flow state or if someone is time traveling or somebody is like saving their money and they're having like exponential savings because of compound interest, like, are they experiencing those things the same way that I am? Probably not. No, that's true. You know, no, that's true. And I mean, I saw a thing recently, like that quote about like Beyonce and Oprah and all of them having the same number of hours in the day as like we do. And then somebody commented and was like, "Actually, like they have paid staff, (laughs) to do a lot of stuff that I have to do manually." And it's like, okay, yes. So we do all have the same hours. Maybe we've all agreed. Yeah, that's actually really true. That's actually
0: completely true because you know the difference of it's like how many jobs do you actually have to do in a day? You know, you're a mother, like you're a podcaster, you're a a hair stylist. A hairstylist, that's what I am. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you're a wife. You're a, you're all these different things, but and you wear all these hats. Some people wear less hats. Some people are involved
1: and, in their church or their community. Right. Some people, you know, do a lot of volunteer work. I don't. I don't do a lot of that stuff. Right. Like, there's you know, but a lot of this is choice too. And then yeah. also like who's sleeping and when are you sleeping and how much are you sleeping and like talk do about you, time travel uh, yeah. sleep what yeah. is that
0: like we do that every day like we you know we've talked about sleep before we really do have to do a whole sleep episode where we like implement some sleep things because, yes a we need to um <laughs> we need some time to put that <laughs> it's like oh yeah I'll sleep when I'm dead like I don't know <laughs> especially
1: I mean I definitely think both of us are in a phase of like this podcast being brand new and like working really hard on it. And so I think that there's like, we've been kind of deprioritizing sleep, but we've found a lot more time by making some, like you find time for what you want to do. I definitely feel like I've been
0: scheduling my time like, a lot more. like mm-hmm. the, I like my calendar is very, very full and very, very like even down to the hours that I'm gonna participate in certain things, like the podcast and editing and all you know, kind of where I'm getting stuff done. But I think that's helpful, too, like to batch your time because then you, in the idea of time scarcity or like the idea is that you should be time pessimistic and give yourself less time to do something. I think, isn't that right? Give yourself
1: more time. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So your percent, so you think like, okay, well I have this project and your gut reaction is I'm going to, it's going to take two hours to do it. Well, Abby would say, give yourself four. Like be pessimistic about it. Okay. Because you want to, so I've been doing that wrong.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's why I'm so tired and burnt out. <laughs> I uh, I had that backwards. <laughs> I was feeling very pessimistic, indeed. <laughs> oh my god!
1: Yeah. Okay, no, that makes more sense. <laughs> you, she's she's trying to empower us to create more space in our calendar, and I think that that's something that when you are like okay. I'm, it's only going to take me two hours, and then it takes you four. Then you feel like crap because you are oh, like, "That's what's happening." Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh but when you give yourself four hours and it takes three, you are like. I'm on top of the world. And that, that block, that extra hour, that's what an old boss of mine used to call found time. So if you had a meeting scheduled and somebody didn't show up to the meeting, she'd be like, well, what are you going to do with your found time? And it's like a gift packaged I up. Find some time. Yeah. We'll start blocking out your time in much bigger, um, allotments, which also that means that you'll be planning to do less right like okay I have had
0: this so backwards I did not <laughs> delve deep enough into that conversation because I'm like I'm <laughs> spent. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. I'm like, oh, this hurts. <laughs> I had it backwards. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I have no time. Oh my gosh. Oh, I felt very pessimistic. Very pessimistic. Oh, okay. Goodness. Oh my well, gosh.
1: Okay. So to, to wrap <laughs> up our, now our learning about that, I just kind of wanted to ask you one, do you have any additional, like, books or resources?
0: Yes, I, I have a wellspring of books and resources, but I would say, like, my favorites are, they're both books and YouTube channels. So, Kanna Campbell has a channel on YouTube called Sugar Mama TV, and she also has a book called Mindful Money that just came out and another one called The Thousand Dollar Project. She's a great resource um, for just, like, really getting clear on, like, budgets and stuff. I love the two books that I've mentioned previously. Um you're about with money. And then I will teach you to be rich. And then I also love the financial diet, which is great for up and coming millennials, like mm-hmm. learning about money. She has both a YouTube channel and Instagram. super helpful with like little memes about money as well as a book. And so I recommend, those are my like money resources. I have less for time, but obviously I've been That's doing that wrong. So less,
1: There are less resources. I've about never time. read the,
0: the four hour work week, but okay. I, I haven't, i have a concept of it, which is the yeah. Tim Ferriss book. And the idea is that you can get more done in four hours than you get done in a full day. And I'd be interested to maybe read that because I, uh, the people I've heard that have read it are like, oh my God, I waste so much time. And they've been able to get more done yeah. in less time. So
1: yeah, that book was really hot for a while. I haven't, I think mm, I might own it. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, <laughs> well, the I don't have like a good, I, I was really trying to find like a time resource book that we could offer up. And the one thing that I think has resonated with me most that I've read recently is um, Amy Poehler's book. Mm, yes, please. Have you that read book. that? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you remember in it when she talks about time travel? It's like at the very end. Maybe. Yeah. She has mm-hmm. like a whole, um, she has a whole part of it where she talks about how we can time travel. And the key to time travel is to put yourself in the moment. So mm-hmm. there are moments that you when you're in that moment, you can feel that you want to hold on to that forever. And she says, you can, you just have to really experience that moment. And this is like one of the magical parts about time is time will expand when you're in that. And it, that's all that exists at that moment. And I mean, to get really, woo, that's, woo. All, yeah. that's all that does exist is this yeah. exact moment. But that's the neat thing about finding flow. And, um, I think you can find flow with money, but I think time being that, um, we can't print more. I think the way that we can find more is to really get into the moment and maybe stop talking about how busy we are just yeah. for a little bit. I like that idea <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Uh, well, friends, um, I think that's going to wrap up for today. You can connect with us on Instagram at That's Pretty Woo and let us know how you feel about time and money abundance. What major takeaways do you have from today's episode? We're really excited about this community that's growing and we love connecting with you. And get excited for a total shift in topics next week. We're going to get it woo woo
0: all about beauty. Stay tuned. Bye, friends. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo.
1: Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's pretty woo.